When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a five-star review. I'm Cheerson Sustel here with Johnny Venerable. The Cardinals find themselves on the wrong side of history. I mentioned this last night, but they are the first team in NFL history to lose six games after starting 7-0. and They also yeah. had about a 95% chance of winning the NFC West a month ago. Mm-hmm. We all know how everything has since played out. But how did they get here? What happened to the Arizona Cardinals to allow them to have such a hot start and finish the way that they did? Do you remember when we were doing our preview week for the LA Rams Monday night game and we were having one of our many fabulous events at the Lola here locally uh, in Phoenix and we had talked about the fact that not only with that win, in week 14, could the Cardinals lock up a playoff spot, but it it essentially would have sealed the division title for them. That was in week 14. Think about that for a minute. In week 14, the Arizona Cardinals could have won the division, and yet upwards of the last month, five weeks, they have blown next to every single opportunity. And Goodness, if, if you want to make excuses and talk about, well, it's the fact that they're missing key players, that the fact that they don't play well at home. I just know that you look around the NFL landscape, tons of teams are missing players. At the end of the day, the Cardinals had the two most important factors. They had their head coach and they had Kyler Murray. And they proceeded to go one and four down the stretch. And yeah, you could look at the Lions game or the Christmas Day game against the Colts. It's not like they had murderers row lined up to end the year. They got to play multiple teams during this four out of five game losing streak that they've had that are not in the playoffs. The Indianapolis Colts were exposed after they beat the Cardinals, losing to the Raiders and the Jaguars. That Seahawks team the Cardinals lost to yesterday, not a great team. I don't care you know, if Russell Wilson's there or not. They won seven games this year. Don't talk to I me. I will about say the, the Packers Lions. did lose to the Lions yesterday. I know that it was meaningless because yeah. they already, you know, locked up the number one seed, but the Lions did beat the Packers. There is that that famous saying, I can't remember what movie it's from. Alec Baldwin says it. It's it's coffees for closers, right? The Cardinals need to drink 
the biggest thing of caffeinated coffee that they can find because they are inept with an inability to close seasons. Whether it's a Cliff Kingsbury mantra, it's a combination of he and Kyler Murray, Vance Joseph wetting the bed, they cannot close out seasons. You were gifted a golden opportunity yesterday at home in front of your fans, who, by the way, have not seen you won at home since October 24th against the lowly Houston Texans. All you had to do, because the Niners in your division, who are playing better football right now, which is cannot be disputed, took care of business against Sean Mc, McVay's Rams. All you had to do was beat a subpar Seattle team at home in, in front of you, your fans in your building with the large majority of your team healthy, largely the better quarterback this season. And you couldn't do it. In fact, I would argue, Cheerson, they were outplayed for large stretches of that game. Russell Wilson had a touchdown drop right before the end of the first half. 38-30 to 30 does not represent how lopsided large majority of, the, of that game was. So I would say it's not because of injuries. It's not because of the opponent. The Cardinals have to look in the mirror, and we've been saying this throughout the course of the second half of the season, and determine if they're going to show up for a given game. And for whatever reason, they, they just they cannot get over that hump because they are one loss away from the LA Rams next Monday night. Three consecutive seasons, downturn to end the season, second season half collapses, and season-ending losses to the LA Rams. What's changed outside of, yeah, you made the playoffs? I just It is an internal hurdle that this team cannot overcome and I, I wish I could tell you I knew what the magic elixir was. I don't. I do not. Yeah, I can tell that we're heading into the postseason after 18 weeks of a regular season because I'm so sick of talking about the Cardinals at this point because the back half of the season has been, what is wrong? What is wrong? What is wrong? And we keep trying to pinpoint mm -hmm. it and Every week, it's so oh, they just didn't show up. They didn't have the energy, or you could blame injuries, or you could blame Cliff, or whatever. But at the end of the day, I still can't quite make sense of it. I do think injuries have played a role in their skid, uh, especially yesterday. I mean, I, I do think that that secondary was missing some of their key pieces, and they got exposed at times. But you know, there are certain mistakes like the Andy Lee situation, which led to a touchdown, you know, offense, defense, special teams. I mean, you could pick apart areas where all three of them fell short, uh, three phases fell short. So I don't know at this point, I do know that today during his press conference, Cliff Kingsbury said his message to the team is to enjoy the challenge of it all. Mm, I'm I not sure I would say enjoy any, anything right now. I'm not enjoying anything right now, Cliff. <laughs> I think that struck a chord with some people on Twitter because <laughs> they wanted to hear a little more aggressiveness out of Cliff. And he said that in his, his press conference, whether or not that's what he actually communicated to the team, two different things. But uh, we've got some people here in the chat already. So I, I want to get to some of you guys. Um, a, to answer a question from Pablo, asking if we're going to continue to do shows in the off season. Yes, this is not just a regular season thing. Johnny and I will be with you five days a week for the rest of eternity. <laughs> I mean, hopefully uh, too much to talk about Pablo post next Monday, assuming hey, I want them to win, of course. But if they lose next Monday, we'll be live on, on Tuesday talking about what lies ahead, like a lot of teams are doing right now on Black Monday. So great question. We will be live 
uh, so, the rest of, of the year. Pablo also, uh, okay, actually Jordan made a comment and end question. Will Cliff be held accountable? Three years in his team is still plagued with penalties, horrendous down the stretch and terrible play calling and crunch time, time to go while Pablo was responding. Uh, can't put all the blame on Kingsbury. I mean, you could go back and forth and fans and we certainly have gone back and forth in terms of where you uh, put the blame and who you put the blame on. Uh, once again, I'm just going to say Vance Joseph, Kling, Cliff Kingsbury, the entire defense, Kyler Murray, Cardinals receivers, the offensive line. I mean, there were a lot of issues, at yeah. least in yesterday's game. And so mm-hmm. I, I certainly cannot put all of this on Cliff. And Johnny, you seem to think that the game, the score didn't reflect how it actually went and it was more lopsided no. in favor of the Seahawks. But I still would like to give credit for you know the Cardinals putting up 30 points and at least there might have been issues on the way to get to those 30 points and certainly they left you know points out there in certain situations especially in the red zone which is you know an an issue in and of itself but uh you know I I would like to give credit to the offense for putting up 30 points and keeping them in this game when it was something that they hadn't done uh in like five or six games so hey at least they did that well, they were gifted. I, I think they were gifted two touchdowns by a defense that otherwise did not play well. You had the strip sack on the first possession, and then Jalen Thompson's should have right. been pick six down to the one. Outside of that, listen, the offense has not scored two offensive tu- more than two offensive touchdowns since the Chicago game, and they're one and four in that stretch. So the defense, and I got a lot of problems with the defense right now especially as it relates to the usage of linebackers and the fact that they're getting worse as the season progresses. But the offense, to me, I mean, it, it is what it is at this point. They, they're they not going to flip a switch Monday night. They're going to have to win like they've won at different times this year. You're going to have to force turnovers and get short fields, and we'll, we'll, we'll preview that game. I want to get to some more of these comments, Cheerson. Uh, specifically, I want to go back to uh, Jordan's comment. Will Cliff be held accountable? I, I do think that while he is here to stay through this season. I'm not sure if that lofty extension is coming, but he will be the Cardinal head coach next year. But I've listened to, you know, 10-plus press conferences he's done post-game this year, and they they sound very similar when the Cardinals lose. He does not have an answer as to why this team has inconsistencies, penalties this late in the season, uh, and that's got to get cleaned up, and he doesn't know how right now, and that's a problem. Um has there ever been a team like this Cardinal team that can't win at home in the second half of the season? Cardinals update says, I would say, I, I can't remember. There have been Cardinal teams that have been bad that just don't win a lot, period. But just to have this stark contrast, Cheerson, I think that regardless of how the season ends, and I put this on my article, gophnx.com, it's a disservice to the fans, to the Bird Gang, to put together these horrific performances at home. Five straight losses at home. Michael Bidwell and company, the, the the Cardinal, you know, brain trust have to get together after the season, no matter how it finishes and say, we have to figure out a better way to secure victories and better performances at home. And I think as, as crazy as it sounds, it can even be something like, okay, I'm thinking about renewing my season tickets. Give me new uniforms, right? Give me a different kind of game atmosphere 
that's do uniforms really mean that much oh sure they do they get fans fired up absolutely the cardinals have outdated uniforms and their home experience i think reflects that to some degree the cardinals for what the cardinals players do not play with the kind of energy and effort in front of their sellout crowds and i think you need you need to switch it up and i think you new uniforms could be something i'm not saying it's everything but it's it's something they're eight one on the road. They're they're three and five at, at home. I think That's- they would have the same record at home, whether or not they had the same uniforms that they've always had. Or I'm not saying it's everything. I do me. think it's something. It's something. It's I also something think you get fans, fans fired up, right? And yeah. there are, you know, when people DM me and say, "I'm not renewing my season tickets next year," and I'm like, "You know, spend your money how you want to spend your money." As my ring light goes out here, every nothing's working today. Everything's broken. Nothing's like working. <laughs> But but I would say that if you want to fire people up, say, okay, Michael Bidwell put out a video post after the season's over. It was not good enough at home this year. We're going to change that, and we're going to start by rolling out new uniform. You know, people get fired up for that. I would be fired up for that. That's just me, though. Continue. It depends. It depends how sharp looking they were. If it was just like we're going to add a stripe here or whatever, I don't care much about that at all. It doesn't do really much of anything. If they like changed it up in like a like a brand new way of some sort, I have no idea, so I can't even begin to make any suggestions. I want but them gaudy. It- I want Oregon Duck style. I want people to talk <laughs> about them. I I don't think that if they change them, it'll be a, a subtle difference. I think it'll be a completely different. Okay. Well, I would like to see, you know, what that would look like. I guess. Um, all right. Either Jesus or Jesus says, can we all agree? Kyler isn't the franchise quarterback and cliff. Isn't the coach that can succeed long-term in this franchise. We've got a couple of comments about cliff being an, a, uh, gotta give them credit coach. Cause he always ends up at the podium after game saying, oh, I got to <laughs> give the other team credit. Elon Musk making a joke. When is peach next going to get the, gotta give them credit shirts. Probably not going to happen, but we hear you. That is a trend. Would you rather have that, or would you rather have Joe Judge blaming players and not oh. taking ownership? And I'm watching that press conference, and I was putting together my article. And I'm like, at least Cliff takes takes the heat, right? And he'll say we we got outplayed yesterday, but he takes the heat onto himself. I think he's a humble guy, and people want the fire and brimstone. I mean, like. You know who used to give really great press conferences? Steve Wilkes was great on a microphone, and he wasn't a very good coach. I think Cliff, he's, is he a flawed coach at times? Yes, but he has won 11 games this year, and he just outcoached Dallas in Dallas. I think, again, they're they're a product of a, of a division that's boasting three playoff teams, and does anybody argue Seahawks probably w- maybe would have been the fourth if Russell Wilson hadn't gotten hurt? So to Jesus' question... I cannot agree that Kyler is not a franchise quarterback. Look in the NFL right now what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. If you do not have an above-average quarterback, you're not going to the playoffs. Look at all the teams in the playoffs. The Niners are the outlier, right? And Kyle Shanahan, he's been able to win with Jimmy G. you got to have a star quarterback if you want to sniff the playoffs. And I, I saw something this morning, Cheerson. It was like the Cardinals have a better winning percentage, and he's got a higher passer rating. That is Colt McCoy than Kyler Murray. I, that, like... That is so short-sighted. Is Kyler very perfect? short-sighted? Right. Is Kyler a perfect player? No. 
But like, is he in his third year? Is he improving? I would argue yes. Has he lost his number one receiver and at times his best running back? And their offensive line was awful yesterday. I even he's even win loss record, Johnny. I think from uh, like, are you saying that Kyler's win loss record isn't great? Hey, the Cardinals have issues. I do not think they solve them by getting rid of Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. If they're in this position next year, sure, let's have that conversation. But I, I don't think we can have that right now. Uh, Logan says, do you think there is any chance that they go on an epic playoff run, or is it just me? I can't get myself to have those same feelings at this point. I just can't. Uh, I suppose it's possible. And Zach Ertz got on the podium last night after the game and basically compared where they're at right now only in terms of losing their season finale, not the same situation when you look at the final stretch to uh, the Philly team that that uh, he won a Super Bowl with, where he said, you know, we played poorly down the stretch, we lost our uh, we lost our our, our season finale, uh, and you know, sometimes it it makes guys just get up and get angry a little more and want to play better. Um, and you never know what can happen in the postseason. And I agree with that. Although if you take a look at what, what Philly did and the situation that they were in, they had won their previous three games before losing that. They had finale, home field advantage is, in the playoffs. It, yeah. And they, they had, had a buy. They had to beat case Keenum in the NFC title game. I understand. I, they went and beat, beat Bill Belichick. That was a historic run. Um, I, I don't see that coming. Other than you can hang your hat on two things. They're an elite road team, historically great. We don't know why or how. And they're also getting J.J. Watt back this week. If there's anything that's going to kick this team into the next level, it's those two things. But I think they did themselves a disservice yesterday in multiple ways because now they have to go play a head coach that they're 9-1 against in Sean McVay. Career lifetime. Uh, He's 9-1 against them. They're 1-9 against McVay. I would, of course, be much rather be going to Dallas and playing a team with a buffoon for a head coach that Kyler Murray's undefeated in that stadium. They, they screwed themselves in multiple ways yesterday. And at, you watch Kingsbury's pref, press conference. I mean, like it's going to be incredibly difficult watch or not James Conner or not for the Cardinals to go to SoFi stadium with a pissed off Rams team. I mean, Aaron Donald, I looked at some of the grades this morning, PFF grades, Aaron Donald and company played their like their worst game of the season. Does anybody think that's happening again on Monday night? So it's going no. to be incredibly difficult. Now I do think, and this is high, the benefit of just playing kind of hindsight a little bit. The Cardinals win Monday night. I think all bets are off. They're playing with house money. They're playing loose and easy. But there are multiple articles, not just from from our site, but other outlets, basically saying if the Cardinals don't win Monday night, this season is a is a failure is a complete and utter failure given the 10 and two start, given the collapse, given more fuel to the fire to the Kingsbury, Kyler Murray doubters. So I'll pose that question to you, Cheerson. If they lose Monday night, is this season a failure? Oh, it's no doubt a failure. Anything other than a deep run at this point would render it a failure because of the way they closed it out and missed opportunity after missed opportunity after missed opportunity. Every team deals with injuries. Every team deals with COVID issues. Uh, so I would like to just throw out all of those things. And yes, this Cardinals team, unfortunately, 
has suffered some serious injuries to key players. That's unfortunate. And it could, it could, you could forever say what could have been had JJ Watt, DeAndre Hopkins, and so many other players stayed healthy the entire season, but it's the national football league. And that's just not, you know, that's just not how it rolls. So if they're able to get, I would like to see them at least get two playoff wins outside of that. I would say, Season's a wash. It's meaningless. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, they they are in the playoffs for the first time since 2015. That's something. But this team, the expectations for this team were so much higher than where they've ended the regular season at this point. Um, I'm still frustrated with the fact that they blew a chance at winning a division title. They were basically gifted it by the mm-hmm. 49ers. By after they had, you know, missed opportunity, missed opportunity, missed opportunity. Now it's not even in their own hands. They don't control their own destiny. 49ers get it done. All they need to do is do their part. Weren't able to get that done. Uh, some of the losses I feel like were unforgivable. Uh, some of the ways that they showed up for games were unforgivable. And it's not all on any certain player or coach. So, Overall, I would say that this season would be a massive failure. Yes, they at minimum need to get one playoff win. It's not enough to simply make the playoffs with the personnel that they brought in, with the way that they started the season, etc. And think about who they're going against. They're going against a team that had Super Bowl or bust aspirations as early as midseason, acquiring Von Miller and Odell Beckham. They're playing a team. Dallas... Dallas could lose conceivably on on Sunday to San Francisco and say, oh, we, we made strides this year, right? Won our division, won, you know, 12, 13 games. The Rams are in a position in which they got embarrassed. They should have been the two seed. They're, the, they're now the four seed coming off an embarrassing loss. I, I just, I, I don't think this sets up favorably for the Cardinals because what you need to do, and we'll preview this game, you know, as we progress through the week, what you need to do against the Rams to beat them, what the Niners did, I don't believe the Cardinals are capable of doing. You have to be physical on mo- on both sides of the football. And you make an argument right now, after what I saw yesterday with their offensive line, their two weakest position units right now are their offensive and defensive line. Now, Watt yep. can change that. A bounce-back game from DJ Humphreys can change that. But that's, the Niners basically said, we're going to pressure Matthew Stafford the entire second half and knock him on his ass, and then the offensive line dominated without Trent Williams. And it's just, it's a mindset with San Francisco. Can you imagine the narrative surrounding this Cardinal team? They lose to, to the, to the uh, LA Rams on Monday Night Football, and then the Niners beat the Cowboys. And you're going into next season again. You had two teams in your division get further in the playoffs than you. Seattle maybe runs it back with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll. It's going to be a large percentage of the media, Vegas, that picked the Cardinals again to finish fourth in the division. It's just, it's not something I anticipated yet. No one is surprised. And we got some good comments here. Um, you know, the standard uh, spliff Kingsbury says the standard should be a Super Bowl ring or it is a failure. That's what's wrong with this franchise. A playoff or two, it, two is good enough. You know, spliff, I would just say to that, the NFC is loaded, but I'm with you. Like you, you can't, you can't adjust your expectations this drastically from saying, okay, we're going to go all in. We're going to trade for Zach Ertz. We've, we've brought in all these veterans, right? Think about all the moves that Steve Kime made. Watt and Robert Alford, you know, re-signing him and Rodney Hudson and A.J. Green. 
and you know the, the changes they made on special teams, Matt Prater, those are all win now moves. They could have just maybe ran it back what they had last year if they said, well, we're 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 a fringe playoff team. The Cardinals have finished this year as a basically a fringe playoff team. They got in, but by the skin of their teeth. And if they go one and done, that that is an abject failure. You you have to have they brought those moves in to not collapse at the end of the season. So uh, there's a difference between not collapsing at the end of the season and making it to the Super Bowl. You have to be realistic about what your expectations are for what you have. And at the beginning of the season, I would have said make some sort of a run in the postseason is what this team. And hey, if you if you are able to and so many things have to go right for a team to make it to the Super Bowl throughout the course of a season. And I don't think that it was like a situation where the Rams, they just put all of their resources, everything into, I mean, they're capped. They've got nothing in the next few years to look forward to. I mean, it is all in this season. I don't think the Cardinals did anything that drastic where fans were saying, well, we're screwed the next few years. It's either we win this year or we're not winning a Super Bowl. They did things to make the team better and to potentially create a Super Bowl team. But heading into the season, I don't know that the majority of the fan base said, hey, look at this roster. It's Super Bowl or bust. I think they got excited about the potential of making a postseason run. And if they make a postseason run, I think you're right there with the standards that have been placed on this team. Now, obviously, every team it wants to win a Super Bowl, but you have to be a little bit realistic and, and yeah. injuries and d- different things can, can, you know, you know, throw a team off, off its course. And so listen, we've been talking about it since last night. It's a new season. We'll see where things end up. I just think that if they make a deep run and fall short of making it to the Super Bowl, it could still be considered a success. They got to win one playoff game for me. I I've, I've reduced my, my expectations uh, Derek says Johnny predicted nine and seven at best, so isn't eleven wins in a playoff above expectation. It was when they were rolling at ten and two, and I ate all the crow. I just you can't finish seasons like this. You can't be the first yeah. team in NFL history to start seven and zero oh, and then have and then lose six plus games at the end of the season. I, I no one could have predicted that happening. I thought they were a fringe playoff team, a wild card team. That's what they were. They were they were another loss in the regular season away from having to fight for their lives at the end of the season to make the playoffs. And the team put out advanced playoff tickets after the win in Chicago because they were so confident they were going to host one, if not multiple games. And now they're refunding season ticket holders, even though it was laid out on a silver platter for them to host games at State Farm Stadium. And I, I get it. And I put this in my article. We should not use their road success as a crutch for their incompetence and dismal play at home because I get it. They don't play well at home. We've established that. It's awful. I hate it. Think about the fans that have been dying for playoff football in the desert to be able to go and support their team in the Valley like the Suns have rewarded their fans after numerous losing seasons. And now it's like, well, they play better on the road. I just The people that were robbed of an opportunity to go and watch this team that have put money down, and I know they're getting refunded, but you know what I mean, Christmas gifts of – Playoff football in Arizona, and they had so many chances, and they blew it time and time again. That is a mental makeup that has not been reinforced, and something has to change. That's why I think, and we'll talk about this, I I do think that if they lose in a significant fashion on Monday night, 
there there will be staff changes. Not to Cliff, but but I mean, I would not put it past them to say, Vance, difference of opinion. You won't play our young players. Zaven Collins had eight snaps yesterday. The defense is getting worse by the week. Maybe it's just better that we that we go a different direction. Maybe we need a, a soft reset on our defense. Again, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you you have to change something. All right, let's continue this conversation. But first, the NFL playoffs, they are here. And the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a big-time offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to one odds on any wild team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Customers can also get in on DraftKings Hammer the Over promotion for every 5,000 bettors who take the over for Saturday night's Patriots versus Bills game. The points, uh, the point total will lower by half a point. Hammer the Over has hit zero every time DraftKings has run it, so bettors won when the first point was scored. Again, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code PHNX and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. Promo code PHNX this wildcard weekend at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. As always, it is 21 and over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right. I do not want to uh, totally derail the direction of this conversation, but it is worth noting that James Conner, his status on the rib injury he suffered in Sunday's game versus the Seahawks, um, he's getting further evaluation. And Cliff said it's probably not going to be for a couple of days before they uh, are able to get a sense of the extent of the injury. Uh, it kind of seems like what happened to him was very similar to what happened to Chase Edmonds, who missed time and did not play on Sunday. And this is, in my opinion, uh, you know, one of the bigger injuries that the Cardinals have suffered in terms of not having potentially not having James Conner in the postseason. I felt like the Cardinals were somewhat starting to get healthy at the right time. All things considered, we know that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, for instance, Robert Alford, certain guys, they, you know, we weren't expecting to have them back. But for the most part, I felt like, you know, they had gotten their offensive line back, uh, that they would hopefully have both the running backs back to start the postseason. Um, and, you know, Marco Wilson, the list goes on with the injuries. To have had James Conner make his return, score two touchdowns, was extremely exciting. Uh, he's their goal line guy. And, you know, they certainly missed him while he was gone. And, you know, for him to suffer an injury like this and it's the postseason, so I'm sure that he's going to do everything in his power to be out on the field for them. But that was one injury that I just really, really hated to see. He brings a physicality and an emotional presence that this team desperately needs. It was the catalyst for the fact that they were able to keep their head above water when Kyler Murray was out. Um, and he's been a vital piece to this offense, especially with the absence of DeAndre Hopkins and, and Rondell Moore. If you're without him and Chase Edmonds, and, and with all due respect to you know Benjamin, I thought who looked fine on a couple of his carries, and he's got a he's he got more of a physical presence than people give him credit for. And if they have to roll with Eno Benjamin, I, I have confidence he's not going to embarrass himself. But Connor, from a goal line standpoint, their, their touchdown conversion ratio this doesn't surprise anybody significantly higher with James. 
you think about that that fourth and one call within Kingsbury's own 25 early in that game yesterday, having the confidence to go and with the dive play to James. I mean, that that shows you the trust that they have that he's able to produce when called upon. So it's a it's a huge injury. Uh, and again, we're we got an extra day to play around with on Monday Night Football. But the way you beat the L.A. Rams is not throwing the ball 50 times and becoming one dimensional and you know, leaving yourself susceptible to Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald, you have to run right at them. You can run the ball and be physical with the Rams defensive line front seven, if you choose to do so. And I think historically where the Cardinals and Cliff specifically have gotten in trouble against the Rams is the finesse ball that everybody thinks Cliff is known for. He goes to that well against the Rams. He didn't do that in the first matchup. They ran the ball effectively and they dominated that game at SoFi in week four. What they do on Monday Night Football against the Rams? They got behind early, and they said, "We're just we're going to throw the ball all the all over all over the field," and it ended up they lost DeAndre Hopkins as a result in that game, and it was a you know a lopsided win for the Rams on on Monday Night Football. So, I, I the the performance I saw from this team offensively, I, I they're capable of winning without James, but it's going to take a, a creative, conservative mindset from Cliff, like in the Dallas game where you have to incorporate Kyler Murray's legs, which I didn't think they did enough yesterday. And, mm-hmm. and you've got to get either Eno or if Chase comes back, those players on the perimeter, because I, I just, I can see it now, Cheerston, the horizontal screen game, just the the one to two yard passes, which again, were, were prevalent yesterday. I, that will get you destroyed against a Rams defense that want, want, welcomes that kind of offensive approach. I know that it's not necessarily fair to hold him to his college career. He's been with the Cardinals for a couple of years now. I will say I have a little bit of PTSD from Eno Benjamin not being able to take care of the football. Fumbled it in a lot of key key situations his final year at ASU. And I'll I'll never forget it. But I hope that he, because he he runs great. Love, love it. Uh, you know, B says, sure, you know, may not be flashy, but he does all the intangible type things. If we do end up seeing him moving forward, um, he's a fine running back. I just will not forget. And anybody who is a fan of ASU and uh, at the time I was, uh, you know, on the ASU beat. So I saw every practice, every game and, you know, definitely had some challenges taking care of and securing the football it became a thing where, Defenders knew it, and instead of tackling him, it was all, how can I punch the ball out? Because he did not uh, do a very good job. Jose says, it happened. <laughs> I watched the ASU games. <laughs> I don't mean to bring it up. Listen, it's it, it's a couple of years ago, and hopefully he is a, a much different running back. But uh, he hasn't had much experience at the NFL level. So it's, it's the one thing that I think about when I do see, you know, a guy that I'll always root for but that's always in the back of my mind. So something to think about. Uh, I know that everybody is um, uh, real quick. Mark says the Cardinals can't pick up another running back due to an injury question mark. Nobody, I mean, I know, that nobody that's going to know the offense. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that's even something that they're looking at right now either. Uh, they like Jonathan Ward and they like, you know, in their roles, um, that's who they'll go with. If, yeah. if James or Chase can't, can't go. 
NFL AZ Cardinal says we should have rested our players. We had already clinched the playoffs. Uh, Tyron, Carson Palmer, now possibly Yeah, James. now possibly. Yeah. Okay, for, for a second there, I was like, where is he going with this? Yeah, so you're talking about like years in the pe- years prior. Yeah, so I, you know, that was a question that we were all posing, especially when it came to the running back situation. Do you play him or do you not? I think that, listen, I, you could hindsight's twenty twenty, especially when a guy gets injured, right? The James Connor was a guy that put them in a position to win this game, and they wanted to win this game. They wanted to give themselves a chance to win the division and talk about that momentum heading into the postseason. So they they did what they did. You could certainly go back and say, and everyone was excited to see Connor not on that inactive list when he was tweeted out before the game. It was very exciting. Love to have him back, and um, you can't I, listen. James Conner didn't re-injure his heel. He had a brand new injury. So you can't just say, hey, we're going to rest all of our starters just in case something happens when they're in a position to win the division. You can't do that. So who would have ever thought that James Conner would go out and then just get you know, injured in, in a different way? I mean, that's not something that you can really think about. Jordan P. asking, Russ Goff, Jimmy, all in their third season in the NFC West, all lost in the Super Bowl that year. So, Kyler, year three, Super Bowl loss. Thoughts? Hey, I I don't want to lose a Super Bowl if I'm there, but I think that we would all take an NFC championship right now, uh, especially if it means, you know, putting together a historic run. I would have said, Jordan, if you would ask me that two months ago, very much on the table to get to a Super Bowl. Right now, I mean – the NFC is a gauntlet in and of itself. I made a kind of a tongue-in-cheek tweet yesterday that I wish the Cardinals were in the trash that is the bottom of the AFC. But when the Cardinals can't take care of business against the Lions, or the Colts, the Seahawks, it just it poses the question, do they really deserve to be here? And I I think what bothers fans the most, Cheerson, is the Cardinals are celebrating their division, or excuse me, their playoff berth prematurely that they're still talking about it's an accomplishment, it's an accomplishment. And instead of saying, this was not our goal, starting 10 and two, our goal was to win the division and we failed. And now we need to adjust on the fly and make changes. And I I will say that Kingsbury's comments yesterday were a little bit like, you didn't take this game all that serious. I mean, Kyler Murray went into the locker room after the game and, and didn't know the Rams had lost. So they, according to Kyler, they were playing to win that game yesterday. Well, if that's the case, you know, and everybody's ready to go and you're scoreboard watching or you're not scoreboard watching and you're assuming that you that maybe the Niners are going to take care of business and that's the effort we get, that's not a great place to be. I don't feel good about that at all. Speaking of Kyler, fans may not feel great about their starting quarterback right now, but uh, if you're sticking with him and feel like uh, he's our guy still and you want to support him, we've got a pretty cool thing going on right now on our Twitter at PHNX underscore Cardinals. We have a Kyler Murray jersey that we're giving away. If you want a chance to win it, it is signed by Kyler Murray himself. Follow us on Twitter. Again, that's at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Retweet it and tag three of your Cardinal Cardinal fan friends in the replies. And uh, we're going to announce the winner next week. So again, we've got a pretty cool thing going on. Uh, lots of people already interacting with this tweet, getting their uh, their name in the pot in the mix to win a signed Kyler Murray jersey. This is the first time we've done anything like this. So when I saw it, I was like, hey, that's that's pretty cool. 
It's awesome. Uh, I wish I could win it. I would love it. I would want it for myself, selfishly. Uh, we are not eligible, Cheerson and I. But I saw some people <laughs> tagging us, Cheerson, in the responses as one of the yeah. people, which I, I'm honored. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Elon, Elon asking, Johnny, what was up with the offensive line yesterday? DJ Humphreys did not look right, and he's had an average uh -huh. season. But like, okay, so let's just put it on the table. He had a birthday party, a big birthday party, and then he got COVID. And then he got sick with COVID and he missed the Dallas game and they kicked Kelvin Beachum to the left side and Kelvin Beachum was fantastic. And Josh Jones was fine. And then everybody said, no, Humphreys is back. He's, he's healthy this week. We're good to go. He played his worst game. I think since like his full first, first full season as a starter in Arizona back in 2016, multiple sacks allowed multiple holding penalties so i asked cliff i said what is what's wrong with dj is he is he not healthy he says oh he's just working through it like we all are nobody played their best game i mean he acknowledged he didn't play well so I, something to watch this week like if i'm cliff kingsbury and i watched dj humphreys yesterday and i need to make sure he's 100 percent fully recovered and ready for the challenge that is von miller and company otherwise like do you just you make a decision best for the team and put Kelvin Beachum back at left tackle. And I know to Elon's point, the interior was not good either. I, for having a full strength interior offensive line, they were bad and they're going to have to deal with, with Aaron Donald this week. So as good as they played against Dallas, it's how bad they were yesterday. They were terrible. There were a few teams though, that are definitely feeling a little worse today. I E the Chargers. Yeah. They had <laughs> they, they had a really rough ending to their season. And that game they yesterday, did. I think I was already emotionally charged a little bit after the, the Cardinals loss. I was really ticked off that the Raiders went ahead and won that game. I was rooting for chaos. I wanted yeah, to see oh, the yeah. Steelers. I was a little biased, a, a little biased. Uh good for Big Ben that he's getting another, you know, chance at the postseason. But uh, growing up in Cleveland, I had my own reasons for wanting to see the Steelers kicked out. But more so than anything, I just wanted to see chaos and something that really we haven't ever seen. And, and that game end in a tie and be able to – I was chuckling to myself. I was like, oh, my gosh, they're really going to do it. They're really going to do it. And then last few seconds came and went, and some people blame it on – Staley calling that timeout. Uh, I don't know that that necessarily was the the difference maker in it. Uh, at the end of the day, they they their defense couldn't get it done, and the Raiders were able to kick a field goal and win it. But uh, there are definitely teams that are have fan bases that are feeling a lot worse than the Cardinals fan base is on this Monday. Yeah, I tweeted yesterday: Colts, Chargers, Cardinals. Thank you because that those were disastrous finishes to the end of the season. Jordan P Johnny talked me into putting Chandler one-on-one -on -one with Lockett on third and uh, 16 since Van Joseph says it's a good idea. Uh, we talk about Vance kind of not having a great end of the season. Everybody saw it. It's indefensible, indefensible. I don't care who's not healthy at corner. Uh, Lockett is torching them. Why isn't Byron Murphy on, on him? It, it was a, it was a really bad performance by Vance. And I think if they're, they gave up 38 points and those were the, I feel like the easiest 38 points in a lot of instances that Seattle scored all season players left wide open scheme breakdowns, missed tackles. 
I'm not even getting get into the debauchery that that is the inside linebacker position. You've got a full complement on Monday night again of of healthy front seven players. Marco Wilson's coming back. Hopefully, Kevin Peterson can play. Big game for Vance Joseph, and I think in his future as the Arizona Cardinal DC. I don't expect him to be fired, but you can't you can't put together an effort like that again. Uh, I agree. I hate to be negative. I feel like there's just been so much negative talk recently, but it is what it is. It was uh, not a good look on Vance Joseph and overall their defensive effort. Uh, Tyler says, can't be too mad about going on the road. We are terrible at home. Barely won those three games. It's our best shot. Yeah, I think the best uh, you know, win at home they probably had all year was the 49ers and you know, this is certainly one of the, we've been talking, we were talking about it even before they played yesterday was, well, do they really want to win the division? You know, what would it mean to have to, to play at home again? Um, it makes me sick to my stomach that we would even be having that conversation that they are, that the fans want them to be on the road. It should be the case. Uh, you think Michael you know, Bidwell likes to- hearing that? Like, right, yeah. And Cliff Cliff talks about that tongue in cheek, like, oh, we should lose the rest of our games. And I he he doesn't mean that. But like Michael Bidwell and, and the city of Glendale spent millions of dollars on that stadium. And the Cardinals have a brand new private jet and they want to host playoff games. They want playoff revenue for the city of Glendale and for the valley and all the hotels that benefit and the restaurants that benefit from the Cardinals hosting playoff games. Yesterday, you blew it for those businesses, and you're giving that money to Stan Kroenke. Your performance yesterday directly impacts the bottom line. All those concession workers and stadium workers do not get playoff checks because of your incompetence at home. Five straight losses. So I get it. Cardinals are a better road team. That's awesome. I hope they win. They went out into the Super Bowl. They they let down their city yesterday for the final time at home embarrassing i will say they obviously have won in la this season already and then i thought it was somewhat comical matthew stafford after yesterday's loss to the niners said it was a tough environment for them to communicate in the entire second half and they're at home so i thought that was kind of funny i would love for that to be an issue for them as well if they go on to, to lose their their regular season finale and then lose to the Cardinals at home because it's the because the environment when they're at home, I mean, you know, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I wish I love the Cardinals and their fan base. I wish wish they had the following of uh, San Francisco. It probably takes a couple Lombardies to build that up, right? Uh, but I I fully expect a good showing from Cardinal fans. We know Bird Gang Travel is going to be in the house. Cheers and I tentatively will be there, barring something unforeseen. So we'll in the be press out box, in, though, so we can contribute to that to the. I will be yeah. cheer. I will be cheering for the Cardinals, and they'll have to kick my ass out of the press box. Stan Kroenke <laughs> himself will have to come pull me out of the press box if the Cardinals win the, the game. I'm I'm going to stand up and applaud, but but yes, I it would be great to see a bunch of red in the stands. All right, let's uh, move into our final segment. But before, just a reminder, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the promo code PHNX, 
Uh, you are going to get a special playoff deal that DraftKings Sportsbook app has going on right now. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. So bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. Just want to make sure that I got that one right. Uh, again, using the promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app if you have not yet downloaded it. All right, let's get into our final segment. We've already talked about players, coaches who fell short, especially in the season regular season finale. But moving yeah. forward, players we feel are on the hot seat. I'll start. I've got one for sure. Okay. I thought he had perhaps his worst game, and that includes his game against the Packers. A.J. Green, my man, I want to mm. root for you so badly. But he had a horrific game, couldn't catch a pass, caught four of nine that went his way for 23 yards. He had some penalties that were costly as well. And, you know, nobody expects A.J. Green to be DeAndre Hopkins. But when you're the number two and the number one goes down, there shouldn't be that big of a drop-off. And right now, I don't trust A.J. Green. He's on a one-year deal uh, yeah. You know, whether or not he wants to stay in Arizona, I don't know. But I would say that right now he's on a hot seat for sure. And, you know, he Cardinals, they, they need him to be better. And he is not looking like a number one, number two, even a number three receiver right now. Uh, nine targets yesterday, just four catches for our guy, A.J. Green. Uh, I don't expect him back next year. We'll see. Um I don't trust anybody in this receiving core outside of big number 86, Zach Ertz. I feel like Zach is, is really the only consistent player for the Cardinals that can haul in a pass when you need it. Um, that's a great selection, Cheerston. I'm going to go on the offensive line again. I mean, if DJ Humphrey is number 74, you're one of the highest paid players on the team. You're the 11th paid left tackle or tackle in all football. You're a leader on this team. You had a bad game, move past it they're going to be coming for you. You don't think the Rams and their coaching staff, Sean McVay, are going to see that abysmal performance yesterday and say, this guy's been out. He tried to come back. He's not healthy. He's compromised. He's not having a great season. We need to target him. That's our perfect route to getting pressure on Kyler Murray. You, you, Kyler Murray held the ball too long a couple instances yesterday. I think he was seeing ghosts a little bit because the pressure was abundant. Now, he dismissed that in the press conference. Give Kyler Murray ample time to survey the field, and if he can't do that, he will take off and get yards with his feet. What he can't do is consistently convert third downs and lead scoring drives when he's got defensive linemen in his face. So DJ Humphreys, my man, if, if you're not up to snuff, I, I would have a quick hook on 74. He is under the microscopes big time, big time. It's unfortunate, and I don't want to repeat myself, but we thought that this was going to be a big game for the offensive line, and it wasn't. You know, you finally got your starters back, the guys that you want to head into the postseason with, and they have a performance like that. Overall, I don't care if it was one guy and one guy alone. Uh, it's a unit, and I look at it that way. And if you're a starter on that unit, then, you know, I'm going to take a look at that O-line as a whole. But uh, super disappointed. Kyler... Towards the end of that game, Kyler was on his back way too much, was flustered, mm -hmm. couldn't do much of anything. Uh, 
so yeah, I mean, those are two guys, but you could certainly point to some others. I think Christian Kirk, I need, I think the entire receiving core needs to step it up in general, I would say. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. We got to come down with tough catches. You know, I'm just, I can't remember Hopkins number 10, right? Number 10's not walking yeah. through that door. He's on, he's on crutches. Everybody, Christian Kirk, AJ Green, probably your last game with this organization. Should you lose Monday night? Fingers crossed. Rondell Moore comes back. I thought I hope Antoine Wesley needed to be targeted more. You know, it's going to be Jalen Ramsey on, on AJ Green. So that that's a matchup. That's going to be incredibly difficult. He had a key interception yesterday. So Cardinals offense as a whole, like I know they're down pieces. Cliff, you got, you got to figure it out, man, because it just, this, this team is going backwards fast. And the only way to remedy that is, is, Kyler Murray gaining confidence, long, consistent drives that lead to touchdowns. No more field goals. Did Kirk even play yesterday? Elon Musk asked. You blink and you miss, You would have missed him. He had that long completion that uh, Kyler put right on the money. That that was that's about what he's good for right now. Unfortunately, one long completion per game. Yeah, he. I think he had two catches, but I, I think he was only targeted three times. So he definitely could have been involved a little bit more. I want to continue to get to your comments in the chat, but first let's take a second for a message from the Arizona Department of Health. Children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19. It can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease. It is safe, free, and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout the state of Arizona. You can visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you to, again, make sure that we are all healthy and stay out of the hospital. Um, yeah, so I mentioned this yesterday that both Christian Kirk and A.J. Green were up for milestone reaching milestones yesterday. Either one, if not both, could have reached them. Kirk needed about 61 yards, I think, to hit 1,000 yeah. receiving yards for the first time in his career. And then A.J. Green basically cost himself $250,000. He needed around 70 yards. Would have If he would have made his catches and not had some costly penalties that called some of those catches back, then he definitely would have cashed in on that $250,000 because he needed uh, – about 70 again to hit 900 and there was an incentive waiting for him if he had. So uh, Wesley, after having two touchdowns in Dallas, barely got the ball thrown to him yesterday, says Pablo could have definitely gotten him more involved as well. And uh, Gilbert saying the same thing. Why no targets to Antoine Wesley? Dude had a big game in Dallas. I don't know the answer to that. We, I would I would imagine that will change this week because he he will have one of the more I think beneficial matchups against a, a secondary that you can throw on. I, I keep saying this, so I'm gonna say it all week. The, the way to beat this team, they got to work off a plan and they got to run the football. And if if the Cardinals if the Cardinals want any shot at walking out of LA with a win, it's got it's almost got to be 60-40 run run to pass. And I it, that can be Kyler running the ball. I don't care who it is, you know. It, this is the biggest game for the offensive line all year. And maybe it's good that they got a kick in the pants yesterday so they can rethink it. But the same thing can be said for that defensive line for the LA Rams. So it's going to be, but, they've got know. a kick in the pants a couple times this season where I was like, okay, well, hey, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe they'll turn things around, get fired up for mm -hmm. it. 
and use it as fuel and it didn't necessarily happen. So I don't know what to think about that anymore, if it's a good or a bad thing. Elon is asking, why did I think Lee's punt was a failed special teams play? Cliff cooked up, but it was just a failed kick. He wouldn't have been the one to cook that play up anyway, but basically I think what ended up happening was Lee thought it was going to get blocked and tried to improvise and everything just fell apart from there. Do you have another yeah, opinion of that? I, no, I agree. And I, I trust Andy Lee. He's too good at his job. Protection was terrible. Uh, if they, if they block the punt they're they're get, they're potentially going to recover it and score a touchdown anyway. Um, and yeah, it just, it was a disastrous play. The special teams have been so good lately, but I, I blame that whole possession on the Cardinal offense. Cardinal offense went backwards, had a, had a penalty that led them into the end zone, throwing from the shotgun from their own end zone. And nobody does well punting from their own end zone. And the Cardinals have done it far too many times this year. So everybody remembers the, the fumble debauchery from, from Andy Lee. I remember the possession that led to that, them being in that position. All right, well, as we get later in the week, we will move away from yesterday's loss and start to move into postseason coverage and uh, you know a preview of what this game could entail between the L.A. Rams in L.A. We will get our itinerary situated because Johnny and I are planning to both be out there in L.A. and hopefully some of you will be out there as well. As we mentioned, need to get that uh, SoFi Stadium packed with Cardinals fans. Uh, but anyway, we will continue to preview this game as we uh, get farther into the week. And Frank will join us tomorrow to uh, help with that conversation. Real quick, to cap it off, Alabama, Georgia, who you got? People are asking, watching that national title game tonight. If you guys watch bets, PHNX Bets Daily, you know I, uh, in all seriousness, uh, Nick Saban's getting points, plus two and a half. Love Nick Saban. Love the Crimson Tide to win, to win big. You can actually get Alabama plus 850 to be a winner by more than 13 points. Maybe sprinkle a little bit of money on that via the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But if you're giving me Nick Saban with time to prepare and I have the better quarterback, Georgia is an, is a great culmination of elite college athletes, but they're missing that one X factor at quarterback. They don't have a Cam Newton or a Deshaun Watson or Tim Tebow, that's what you need to beat Nick Saban. They don't have that. Their quarterback's fine. He's just a guy at the NFL level. Give me Alabama all day long. Yeah, I'm taking Alabama and Nick Saban over Georgia and Kirby Smart all day long. So I'm excited to watch that game tonight. That's something to look forward to. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.